Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly. How are you doing today? Well, uh, today I, I've entitled my blog today uh, that Hong Kong B&O passport holders are snapping up UK properties. There's, there's anecdotal evidence that Hong Kong buyers are coming over here and investing in British property all over the country, particularly in England, uh, where, where, you know, the markets tend to be hotter. And they, you know, I've spoken to people. Now, this is not, you're not going to find this in the statistics yet, but it, it's evidence that I, I found by talking to agents, to, to property investors and, and dealers, that definitely there's an interest from overseas uh, buyers for, for, for British property. They still see this as a safe haven for their money. And of course, with Hong Kong residents, they've got the added uh, benefit that they, they they might be settling here in the UK using their BNO British uh, overseas passports that they and British national overseas passports that they 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 hold uh, following these changes to the law in China which is uh, as we know taken away part of their their freedoms and and rights uh, and and we've seen this on the news we've seen all these riots in the streets haven't we and I, I think there's a real chance that uh, a lot of Hong Kong people will come to the UK and settle here. And, and this is probably why they're coming here to invest already. Now, uh, we've had, obviously had a long history with Hong Kong. It was a colony and it was given up in 1997, handed over by Chris Patton. And at that time, Hong Kong uh, residents were given these BNO passports, which were considered to be slightly second second class passports, because they did not give them full rights to come here. Now I believe that was a mistake, uh, because many of those wealthy people went to uh, Vancouver and Australia and, and other countries where they were welcomed with open arms, and they've taken their money there. Uh, but but now Britain's had a, a different view, and they're now offering. There are around about three hundred fifty thousand UK passport holders and two point six million people potentially eligible to get these BNO passports and um, that Boris Johnson has promised to change the law to make these passports uh, more friendly and 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 would, a passport that would allow them to come here and settle for five years after which they could apply for uh, indefinite leave to remain and then then eventually citizenship so it, it will give them a chance to just come here and settle, basically. Uh, this is in stark contrast contrast to uh, the way other refugees have been treated by, by all countries, really, because other countries like Australia and Canada say, yes, you can come here, we'll give you, you know, bring your money here. Everybody wants these Hong Kong residents, and, and why not? Hong Kong residents are highly educated, they're entrepreneurial, they enjoy some of the, um, you know, the highest standards of living in the world right now. So they're going to want to go somewhere that's safe, that, that gives them the freedoms, that gives them, you know, education for their children and, and health care and these, these sorts of things. And where they see that it's a good bet, long term bet for the future if they invest their money here. Right. So, you know, obviously, at the moment, there is still a housing shortage 
uh, in the UK, particularly in England and, and the southeast of, it, of England, where, you know, as I said, the market's hot. Um, and, you know, they, they say that they need to build around 200,000 homes a year just to cope with the current demand, uh, let alone, you know, immigration and, you know, birth rates and people living longer, etc. cetera. Uh, now, now, despite the, the coronavirus, pro- property prices are going through a bit of a mini boom. Uh, we've had the Chancellor's stamp duty uh, holiday up until March next year, which could be extended. We don't know. And 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 also we've had pent up demand during the lockdown and, and also a bit of a shortage of people putting their properties on the market. Now, this is this has created a bit of a mini boom. Prices have gone up. And I, I've spoken to agents in various areas and they said, yeah, uh, prices, you know, in some areas may have come down, but, you know, they're not going down around here. The price you see today is what it was six months ago. So, uh, and, and we've got low interest rates, of course, but I think lenders are not so keen to lend at the moment, but there's still people moving, uh, still people buying and, and selling properties. And prices are actually going up, as I said, in, in many parts of the country, not all parts. Um, we, we may see a change in the way we live in properties. We may see more of a... Uh, an exit to the suburbs, uh, to, to more rural areas where people have a better quality of life. It's safer there. There's less chance of catching viruses than, than in the cities where there's a higher density of people. And most of the coronavirus outbreaks have been in places where there is high density areas in cities, right? You don't, find, I mean, Scotland keeps, oh, we're doing so well. But Scotland's not the same as, as London, is it? It's not the same as London or Birmingham or Manchester, where there's millions of people living together. There's more people, I, I'd say there's probably nearly as many people in Birmingham and, and Manchester as there is in the whole of Scotland. Uh, there's certainly far more people in greater London than there is in, in Scotland and Northern Ireland. So uh, this is where, you know, if you, if you go to a city centre, you see people milling about, the shops are busy, the buses and trains are full. You know, you can't get away from people. You can't really socially distance very easily. But if you come out a bit, it's very different. And that's what, you know, people might start to do, particularly with the, the technology that's been brought forward since the lockdown, with more and more people working from home, with more and more people uh, being told that they may never come back to their office. I mean, in America, you've got companies like Twitter and Facebook saying, you know, stay home and work from home indefinitely. Now, as you know, mother is, uh, was it necessity is the mother of all invention, all invention. And what we've seen is this necessity to, to get set up from home office uh, basis and get people working from home and, and using Zoom and, and this sort of thing. It's always been around for many years. We've only just started to use it recently, haven't we? So we might see a, a bit of a migration of people moving out of the city centres moving to to areas where they can enjoy life but don't have to do that daily commute which which is is why they were living in the city in the first place so that's what i think certainly is happening in, in american cities and we might see it happening here we, we shall have to see um as i said despite the uh all the, the unemployment around as well you know people people on furlough that may lose their job when it comes to october and i think that will that is when things will start heading south um you know, we've got all these problems and jobs disappearing that may never come back. And yet, despite this, property prices are going up. Share prices remain high. But I think that will change. I really do think that that can't last, uh, particularly when the job furlough scheme comes to an end and, and, and maybe more employers will just say, well, we're, we're going to let you go. And then I can't see how 
the market can continue to boom when people are, are not working and not earning enough money to buy properties. So next year we could see a bit of a downturn for a year or two and, and then we'll have to see when property tends to always bounce back. So if you are investing in property, um, you know, have more than one reason to invest in it. If you're if you're buying a property, you say, well, I'm going to convert this house into two flats. Well, you, you want to make sure that if you can't sell those flats next year, that, you know, you, you can rent them out quite easily and cover your, your loan costs because people are going to get caught with their pants down with expensive bridging loans and, and high cost lending when, you know, that, that they can't do anything with those properties. Uh, another area of, of interest could be office to residential conversions and, and shops to, to, to residential conversions. We've already seen the, 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 the Prime Minister um, talking about changes to the planning law to make it easier to convert shops to flats. Um, there's already, as, as you know, there's already permitted development from, from converting offices to residentials. Uh, this could be extended, but there could be more restrictions on the type of properties that you uh, could build and and the quality of the the flats that you're going to offer people. Um, I, I think one potential drawback for for uh, Hong Kong residents moving to the UK is Brexit. Will it affect their decision because we're we're coming out of the EU? Uh, and will they say, well, we want to live in a country that has full access to the whole of the EU? I I don't know. I, I don't particularly think so. But if only ten percent of the three million eligible Hong Kong residents decide to move to the UK and live in the UK, you know, that's 300,000 people that could be moving here soon, coming to a town near you and, and looking to buy properties or rent properties. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. That that could fuel uh, an, another boom in itself if, if so many people are coming here to buy properties and they've got money, they've got cash to invest. Uh, certainly we've seen it so far. So we, it remains to be seen how many people will actually come here Maybe some might decide to sit it out in Hong Kong and just stay there. I, who knows? Um, you know, there are other countries which uh, offer a guaranteed route to citizenship in the U European Union. One of them is Cyprus. Um, I'm putting some details about their, their sort of golden visa program where, you know, you can buy a property and, and virtually buy a passport if you buy a property in Cyprus. And, you know, many people from, from various countries might decide to do that because, they don't have to live in Cyprus. They can just buy a property there, go through this golden visa program, and eventually they'll get that red passport, which can enable them to live anywhere in, in, in the EU. And this could be of interest to wealthier investors. Obviously, you know, you need a bit of money to invest. You, you know, they're not going to take you if you just say, well, I just want to rent that, that, that little flat by the beach, give me a passport, or I'm going to buy that that rundown property for, for 30,000 euros, give us a passport. No, they want you to invest in, in in new build substantial properties. They're doing it for a reason. They're doing it to boost their economy in return for a, a European passport or an effective European passport. So I, I don't know how that's going to affect uh, buyers. I think more people will still come here than will go to a country like Cyprus. But that option is there. That, that option is open. So we, 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 we will see. So uh, what else is happening in the economy? Well, um, I'm noticing that prices have gone up. And, and, and I heard that in America, prices are have reached a 50-year high. Prices of food compared to in, incomes have reached a 50-year high. Certainly here, prices of food have gone up. Uh, prices of just basic stuff that you just think go and buy cheaply don't seem cheap anymore. You know, I, I, I just went into a, a, a shop to buy a bicycle pump the other day, sold out. 
Nearly all the bikes have been sold out. Garden furniture suddenly gone up in price. You know, there's garden furniture advertised for £10,000. Garden furniture. You can't buy that cheap stuff that you could buy at the garage anymore. It's all gone. Um, I wanted some some for uh, a house that I've got tenants in. I thought I'll, I'll buy a little garden set. I didn't expect to pay more than about 30, 40, 50 pounds, but there's like hundreds of pounds you've got to pay for these things. So a lot of the cheap stuff that we, we, we were used to, maybe stuff is not coming in from China so much. I don't know, but certainly a lot of the, the just, just little things that you think, well, that's gone up in price. Why, why is that not? You know, I went to buy a headset for my phone. I've lost it. Sold out. You know, what's going on? Um, are are, are we getting less products coming in? Are the prices going up? I don't know, but that, that certainly seems to be happening in the economy. Is is that going to lead to inflation? I, I don't know. Uh, we, we shall have to. That's just a, a little thing that I've noticed happening, uh, but certainly prices of basic things, items in the shop have gone up. Uh, so your, your weekly food bill ha- has gone up. There are less offers around. There are less, you know, uh, things that you could just go into Poundland and think, well, I'll buy some of that and buy it. There are less of that around. It just seems you know, Poundland has become two pound land in many, many, many cases now. Not everything is a pound, as they, they used to say. Uh, but property, once again, you know, property is, is going to be around. You know, it, it's, it's there, isn't it? It's around forever. Uh, people will always need somewhere to live. And uh, as long as the, the UK economy remains strong, which I think it will in the long run, uh, then this will still be a good place to invest. If you're interested in knowing how to invest in property, you'd like more information, drop me a line here on, on Facebook, uh, on Messenger, LinkedIn, or, or charles at charleskelly.net. I'll put a link up there. There are many, many courses, webinars, seminars that you can attend to learn about property. Don't just go out and buy stuff uh, because it's, you know, you think oh, I'll go and buy, buy to let. I don't think it's, it's a good time for that sort of investment, but there are many ways you can invest without using your own money. Uh, you can use all sorts of strategies to make money in property without just buying a buy to let and using your own money. So if you're interested in that, just let me know. And I I will speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everyone on on Facebook Live and on my podcast, Money Tips Daily on iTunes, Stitcher. And and great to to, to speak to you all again. Thanks a lot. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 